Well, hey, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum. Got another episode with a guest today. As you've heard on dozens of recent episodes, we've got over 600 episodes of this program now, and hundreds of those episodes have a theme. And the theme is successful students from the proven Amazon course who are building incredible businesses and sharing the journey with all of us. I'm so proud of the fact that this show doesn't feature theory or, hey, look how awesome I am because I built this business. It's not about that. It's about the successful students in our community who are doing amazing things, living, in many cases, the lives of their dreams, finding financial freedom, working hard, making mistakes. As you'll hear today, there's plenty of bumps in the road along the way, but we do this together as a community. We're here to support each other, encourage each other. We do not see each other as competitors around here. We see each other as fellow business building warriors who have some very similar goals and we're helping each other meet those goals. So today we're going to meet Erica. I'm going to bring her on the line in just a moment. She is making some big plans as we talk to her today. You're going to hear because of the success that she's starting to see in her business with her husband, they are planning to move soon from the United States, from the Georgia area, down into Mexico and live there and run their business full-time, selling online, using the proven Amazon core strategies, just the internet is all they're going to need. They're not going to see or touch their inventory. They're going to be using a prep center. They're going to be using the strategies that they've learned from the coaching that they've received. That's right, they're coaching students. We've coached them along the way. She shares some very specific strategies to say how she finds inventory. A lot of the stuff that they've sold is right at Walmart. And still, even though they're a few years into this journey, they love going to Walmart. She shares that. So easily accessible inventory, finding those underserved listings on Amazon is what the strategies are all about in the Proven Amazon course. They started out their journey, Erica and her husband, flipping random one-time finds. Like we call it the treasure hunt model or the Easter egg model. And that's great. There's a lot of hustle there. It's hard to scale. But they've transitioned as of 2021. They started to transition they, they, from 2016 to 2021. They were just kind of goofing around, making a little money, selling a few things online, becoming convinced that it was legitimate. Then they found the proven Amazon course. They got serious about the replens model that you've heard dozens of recent success stories on this show. And their business started to take off. Here, just a few months ago, for example, they had their first $20,000 a month. Then they got into 2023, just a couple months ago, as I'm recording this in March of 2023, a couple months ago in January, they had a $25,000 month total sales. Now they weren't too thrilled about their margins at that point, but they've since figured some things out that they were doing. Those margins are improving. She shares all the details as we dive into the story today. But I just wanted to make you aware of the trajectory of what you're about to hear. Uh, Some of the tools and resources you're going to hear mentioned today, there's links to all of it in the show notes. One of them that really helped her dial in her numbers was one of the great sponsors of this show, Sellerboard. You can go to silentgym.com slash numbers and see a great special offer from one of the really cool sponsors, Sellerboard, that helps you really dial in and know your numbers. Uh, Let's see, what else am I leaving off? I'm looking at my notes here today. Uh, I did mention that they were in our coaching program. If you have questions about that, there's a link at silentgym.com straight to our coaching program. I'm so proud of the fact that we've got dozens of coaches on our team who have two things in common. One, they're doing the business models that you hear us teach on this podcast at a serious level. They're highly successful. And two, they've got a teacher's heart and they're willing to take on a handful of students at a time and teach them through the processes of what we do around here. So you're going to love getting to know that program if you're positioned for a coach. And after hearing Erica talk today about it, maybe that'll be you. Uh, I think that's a pretty good introduction. The other thing I want to point out is, hey, the Proven Conference tickets are on sale. Get over to The Proven Conference. Three words, theprovenconference.com and see all the details. Hundreds of people who listen to this show are going to be there, going to Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th, 2023. Most of our coaches, if not nearly all of them, so many of the people you've heard interviewed on this program, and maybe even today's guest as well, that she's going to be in the middle of a move, as you're about to hear, moving to a foreign country, taking her business 
in their pocket with them. Pretty exciting what's possible with the business models we teach around here. So with that introduction, let's jump over and meet Mrs. Erica King. So Erica, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Truly a pleasure. Looking forward to getting to know you. Can we jump right into your story? Definitely. Let's go. Yeah. So, well, the story really starts with my husband. He's in, I'll be honest, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for my husband. Um, He's an integral part of the business. And the story really starts with him. In 2016, uh, he quit his job and started selling on eBay and Craigslist full time. And I will admit, I was not supportive. Like You were I was, skeptic. I was not the supportive wife. <laughs> oh no. It's big of <laughs> I, you to admit that. Well, I know that I, I've seen a lot of posts in the group where people have unsupportive wives. And so I guess my advice to the, those people would be stick with it because, you know, your wife or your husband might come around. But... I come from a really traditional background. I was an employee through and through. I had a solid job in the tech industry, um, was climbing the corporate ladder. And so in my mind, like I had no frame of reference for entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my mind, I was like, you know, that's not a real job. Like there, you, there's no way you can make real money reselling. And it just, it didn't make any sense to me. So I was just not supportive. Fast forward a couple of months or so, there was one afternoon where he was playing a video game and I was kind of getting on to him. I was bothering him about spending money on that video game. I'm just like, just, you need to get a real job. And why are you buying video games? And at that same moment, his phone, you know, so on eBay there, it makes that cha-ching sound when you sell something. Sure. I remember that app. Yeah. Cha-ching. His phone went off, made that cha-ching sound, and the cost of the the sale was like the exact amount of what it cost to, to buy the video game. <laughs> That's hilarious. We see like, see? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, well, now you can stop bothering me because it's saved for the video game. That's funny. And, it's, and this was, this is a 2016, you say, when all this was kind of going down? Yeah, about between, yeah, about 2016, 2017, around there. Okay. So that kind of, well, one, it shut me up. And (laughs) (laughs) um, it opened my eyes. I I would say that was a turning point to me kind of realizing like, oh, well, maybe there is something here. Because I did see that he he was sticking with it. It wasn't a fad. And he was actually making money Mm -hmm. doing it. Um, He was, we were paying our bills with it. And, and so I saw, okay, well, maybe there is actually something here and, and maybe I need to be less close-minded about it. So he was on eBay then. How much, how much time was he putting in? What was he selling? I mean, just for a little background, we don't just spend a lot of time here, but you know, what was he flipping one time fines sort of thing, yard sales or retail or what was he doing? Yeah. Pretty much everything, used clothing, shoes, go to yard sales, estate sales. Gotcha. Um, I would go with him mostly just so I could go shopping for myself. <laughs> but yeah, so that, and it was a grind, as I'm sure a lot of people know, eBay, eBay can be a grind. He was doing it all himself. So Yeah, it, it's really hard to scale an eBay operation. It's uh, for reasons that most people know, but if they're new listeners to this show, we'll get into those reasons and kind of the contrast between that treasure hunt model that Eric is describing right now and selling on Amazon, which is what you guys have, have grown into over mm-hmm. time. Okay. So take us forward as far as you'd like in the story or, or inches forward. It's up to you. Keep it going. Let's hear yeah. it. I'll, I'll not bog you down with the, the details. So fast forwarding a couple of years, he was still doing that. I was started to become a little bit more unfulfilled at my job. I was just, I felt like I was hitting the ceiling. I felt like there was more challenge out there for me. And by then I had grown accustomed to entrepreneurship. I was learning more about what entrepreneurship was. And I was just like, hey, why don't I try, <laughs> try my hand at it? Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I quit my job in 2018 um, to join him in that reselling. Wow. Well, what were the numbers at that point? What, how big a leap did you guys make? 
if you don't mind sharing, there's no pressure, obviously. No, it's fine. We so to caveat this, we bought a, an ugly house out in the country and cut our expenses in half just so we could, you know, afford to to do this. Now, hindsight, you know, financially, maybe it wasn't the best decision. I didn't end up having to go back to get a job, but I would not take that back. Like I would not change that decision for anything. I learned so much. I fell on my face every day. I failed every day. It was very difficult just changing my mindset from that of an entre- from that of a, an employee to that of an entrepreneur. It was difficult, but it was worth it. You know, you the most recent picture on my cell phone, I'm going to hold it up to the screen. If you're listening, I'm going to read it to you. It's just a little quote. I took this picture about an hour and a half ago before we did this podcast. It just jumped out at me. And you just said, what's here? And it says, and I'll hold it up to the screen as proof in a second. I just pulled it up on my phone. Failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. Failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. I don't know if you can kind of see that on my screen. For those who are watching on YouTube, I can see it. Everyone else, you can just hear me say it. But I love that that transition from the traditional job, go to work mentality, where failure is disastrous. That's death to your your journey up the corporate ladder, right? You don't want to fail. Unless you're, I would argue, in some kind of government role where it's kind of rewarded and encouraged at times almost, it seems. But in the real world, failure actually damages your prospects. As an entrepreneur, you need to embrace failure. And failure teaches you lessons. And you just said it brilliantly, Erica. You are falling on your face constantly and you're grateful for it because of what it instilled in you and the appreciation, I've got to imagine, in many other ways that I'm sure you could expand upon. But I had to interrupt you and just point out that I couldn't agree more learning to fail often, not to the point of devastating yourself or your family, but little failures, little things, little recoverable failures. I mean, that's all working out really is. It's making your muscles fail so that they're capable of handling more later. Athletes understand this. So well done. I love it. And and I just love how that was a pivot point that you chose in your story, going from climbing the corporate to feeling a little burnout to like, hey, I got to embrace this failure thing. This is actually good for me to fail in little ways and learn learn some lessons. Beautifully said. Thank you. Yeah, it wasn't easy. I mean, when you're in the middle of it, you feel like the world is ending, mm-hmm. you know. But <laughs> when you look back on it, you're really grateful and appreciative for those moments because you can see how much you've grown, you know, from from those learning lessons. It so. sounds like you guys learned a lot together, and uh, it sounds like you did a lot of work on an old house that you <laughs> were thinking. What were we thinking? <laughs> a lot of our friends were like, "What are you thinking?" <laughs> That's great. But, yeah, we had a plan. <laughs> so I'm looking at my notes here. So we we did that for a while. We ended up finding Amazon and we started selling books on Amazon around 2019. And uh, that was going well. So we were doing Amazon and eBay. And then COVID happened in 2020. And it just kind of destroyed our our businesses. We couldn't go to stores anymore. We couldn't go to library sales. Um, everything just, you know, shut down. And so that was when we were like, okay, well, we need to kind of pivot and really figure out what what we want to do here. Um, so I committed to finding a job, like going back to work. And luckily I had a lot of connections in the tech industry still. So it was relatively easy for me to find a job. And then uh, my husband committed to like, okay, you're going to find a job. I'll find another way um, to make this reselling thing work. And so that was when we found PAC. And that really changed our lives. Wow. That's super cool. I had no idea. I love that. I really like where this story is going now. But could we spend some time on books for just a moment? Because I want to talk to anyone out there who's thinking, oh, books is where you start. Well, Kind of, maybe, yeah. Uh, But the long-term storage fees on Amazon have made books pretty difficult for the past several years. I don't know of anyone who's doing books at scale successfully on Amazon right now. There's a lot of factors working against you. But we do have a brand new course. And I don't know if you've even caught word of this, Erica. Very inexpensive course at provenamazoncourse.com slash safebookprofits. That's three words, safebookprofits. And it teaches you how to sell your books in bulk to big book buyers, not Amazon. But you just box them all up. I don't know if you guys have a bunch of books or not, but you just basically go through and 
fill a box and like, hey, what's this worth to you guys? And they'll say, hey, it's worth 120 bucks for those you know, 43 books. You, you know, ship them to us. And you get rid of all your books fast. And there's people doing that as a business model now, just selling to these third-party book buyers. And that course steps you through how the process works, how to source the books, et cetera. So since you brought up books, I wanted to hit that. And you were shaking your head. No, you don't have any more books. I don't either. I don't do books anymore. I mean, an occasional book. And books can be a decent replan at times. It's like there's a hardware store near you and you've got that little book section. One of those books might be a good flip. You buy one or two or three a month and you sell one or two or three a month at a nice profit. But in general, books, you know, we used to say it's a good way to start. We kind of discourage that now. We do have a new course and we'll stick a link to that in the show notes. Not to interrupt your story too much, but you brought up books and wanted to make sure and be thorough on that topic for folks. So you got away from, you were, you were playing with books. You were going back to your job. Your husband was selling some books and such and you pick up the story from there. Yeah. So, yep. I went back to work. My husband found uh, the replens course uh, pack. We bought pack and we were like, you know what? It's $30. I think it was $30 at the time. What do we have to lose? You know, if it, if it doesn't work, we're out $30. But so we kind of proved, we found it, found pack November of 2020. We proved out the concept around, you know, November, December. And we were pretty surprised at how fast we got results. And so then we were like, all right, well, this works. January 2021, we're just, we went all in. Really? That fast? Mm-hmm. So when you say all in, were you still working? I was still working, yes. Okay. But this became his full-time gig. The, yes. the replens system, the proven Amazon course, the pack became. Now, what I'd love to, to just pause here for a moment and have you contrast and you know, maybe put, if your husband was here, how would he phrase that period where you up up until January 2021, where you you're finding things and flipping them one at a time, to what it's like to be a replan seller? Like, what are the differences that you guys have observed, and just the reality of the two different models? Because from my vantage point, they're completely different models. I would say I think the biggest thing we we didn't have to go on and. Easter egg hunt every time or a treasure treasure hunt every time I had a list of items. Well, once I found the items, I had a list of ongoing items that I could just buy. And it took a lot less energy, emotion, time, headache. <laughs> it cut down. It was a lot more efficient, I, I guess I could say too. There's almost an element of it being boring is the observation I sometimes make. Sometimes people don't like to say that about a business model. But to me, those are the stable models you want to be in, the boring stuff, right? Like, tell us about some of the boring things you got. I'm assuming at this point, you've sold some, some random, weird, boring stuff that became good replens for you. Like, give us a couple examples if anything comes to mind. Soup. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So you guys are in grocery quite a bit? Yes. Yeah. So we... We're 100% grocery, pretty much like Walmart grocery. And so starting of January 2021, we we were determined to send in a shipment once a week. And so I would work full time. We would go to Walmart, source after work, sometimes until 11 o'clock at night, and then rinse and repeat throughout the week. And then the weekend, we would pack our own boxes and then ship them out and do that week over week. And we did that for about five or six months. And we were able to uh, grow up to $10,000 a month in sales by doing that. However, we were also burnt out and we kind of were just like, all right, we need to to take a break and kind of slow down a bit because it was just a lot with me working full time. And then, you know, that was my life. Right. Yeah. Your whole life was work, either work at the job or the Amazon business with your husband. And yeah, and you guys are doing it just the two of you, but it was a $10,000 a month revenue. What was your net margins? If you happen to recall back there, I'm assuming we're talking about like mid 2021, correct? Yes. They were, they were really, I think they were pretty good around there, around that time. Yeah. Around 20. Oh, sorry. I'm saying uh, the year was 2021. Oh, yeah, yes. And what was your net margins in that year? Oh, approximately. If I mean, just you know, best of your recollection, it's been a couple years ago. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's okay. That's okay. 
whatever numbers you do know, maybe you can fire them over to us. I'll put it in the introduction later. But it was profitable. It was. Yes, it was. And I'm, I know they were, I know they were pretty good. Um, I'm just not hundred percent sure what they were. I mean, typical, most people who are following the the program, it's going to be somewhere between if you're doing all the work yourself as a married couple, let's say, and you're about 10,000 to $30,000, it's typically going to be on the low end, 18 to 20% net margin up to around 30%, depending on how picky you are about the inventory you select, just to give people an idea. And I imagine your numbers were somewhere in that ballpark following the program. I believe so. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. Sounds about right, huh? So, you know, somewhere around $6,000, somewhere between five dollars and $6,000 net profit a month. Yeah. Okay, so keep us going. 2021 plays out. You're going hard. You say you're starting to get a little burnout. So we kind of, we slowed down a lot. We ended up selling our house. We moved to another city. So things slowed down a lot. Um, Our sales also slowed down a lot because we just, our priorities were elsewhere. And I was kind of getting comfortable with having another, having a job again. And so I was just kind of doing that again and, and kind of falling back into that. But we did end up getting a coach towards the end of 2021. Uh, Jessica Decker. And we knew that we wanted to switch from RA to OA. And I guess going, rewinding real quick, back in 2020, uh, we used to have, everyone was stuck in the house. Um, and so we used to fantasize about moving abroad. And um, we're just like, wouldn't it be cool if we could you know, move abroad and just kind of live location independently? I had done a lot of traveling in college and in high school abroad. And so that was just always something I always wanted to get back to. And so we thought, oh, Amazon was definitely the, gives us the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Business in your pocket, right? You can do the model we teach from anywhere in the world, regardless of what country you're from. You can travel. If you've got internet, you're good. So that was why I wanted Jessica as my coach, um, just to help with transitioning from from RA to OA, and uh, she was she was really amazing. I, I it was great having her as my coach. Yeah, we our coaching team is just crazy. For those who don't know, maybe we'll stick a link in the show notes to an episode with Jessica. But she's one of the the moms on our team who's built a six figure per month online arbitrage business that's almost hands free because she's using a prep center. She's using virtual assistants, and it's just kind of scaled up to a beautiful level and she has some time to do some great coaching for us as well. So yeah, she's a tremendous asset to the community. And like I said, I'll stick a link to one of her episodes in the show notes since you brought her up. And I didn't realize she was your coach. That's awesome. We've got such an amazing coaching team. So yeah, keep this, keep the story going though. Just trying to fill in the gaps for the listeners. Definitely. Yeah. So even though I got a coach, I still, I was still coasting during 2021. I was still I guess I wasn't, I was still treating it like a side hustle. I wasn't really giving the business a lot of time and attention. And during that time, uh, I mismanaged our repricer. And so I guess this would be a tip for the the listeners. It's important to, to understand how your repricer works and to be in your repricer every week. I <laughs> learned a a tough lesson, an expensive lesson with my repricer. And yeah, it, it just wasn't fun. So dealing with dealing with that, but... Did you let some ASINs drop lower than you had intended and they sold? Quite the opposite. So I I had my, my mins and maxes weren't set correctly. The mins were set a little bit too high to where when the buy box dropped below my min, my products were just sitting there. Mm not being repriced. Gotcha. So you had some stale inventory that wasn't moving because you didn't have your repricer set aggressively enough to to track that downward movement. That makes sense. Yeah. A lot of this game is knowing when to get out of an inventory. The beauty is you never have more than a month's worth. If you're following the program that we teach, never never have more than a month's worth of anything inventory-wise. But there will be times where it's time to liquidate out take a, maybe a small list loss or break even or make less than you were hoping and get your cash back and put it into a good inventory. Uh, but yeah, if you just have stuff sitting there, did you start to get some storage fees? 
storage fees. And then also when we finally realized what was happening, we had to liquidate so much inventory. We lost a lot of money. Like it was an expensive lesson. Again, one that stinks, but uh, a failure that I I wouldn't take back because I learned an important lesson. And now I'm on top of my repricer and I make sure that everything... Great job. Yeah. (laughs) You can focus on the loss or you can focus on the lesson, as Jim Rohn says, right? And you just keep focusing on the lessons. <laughs> That's the path forward. Good work. Good work. So you're you're dialing in your repricer. You've got a coach. Keep us going. Are we up to 2022? Yes. So 2022, still working. Uh, the business hasn't really been growing. We were averaging between five dollars and $8,000 uh, in sales. I really wasn't really, I wasn't paying much attention to it. But I went to the conference in Louisville in, I think it was in July. I don't remember. Uh, maybe in the, later in the, slightly later in the fall, I think. This year, 2023, we're in July, theprovenconference.com. If anybody wants it, three words, theprovenconference.com. July 6th through 8th. So I think we were in the, more towards the fall last year in Louisville. So you were at that event. And that reinvigorated my, the taste of freedom that I had when I quit my job the first time and we did eBay, that reinvigorated that like feeling that I had. Like all oh, these entrepreneurs, they're doing it full time and they're loving their lives and they're successful and they wouldn't have it any other way. And I met so many amazing people that now like I have a mastermind group where we meet bi-weekly um, just from people I met at the conference. And so that That's really... so good. I, my joy for, or my desire for this. That's wonderful. I love hearing that story. What else stood out to you from that event, if anything? Were there any moments? Did you get to meet your coach, Jessica? I'm hoping you spent some time with her. I did. I did meet her. I gave her a big hug. Um, <laughs> That's great. I think, I think the biggest, my biggest takeaway from that was just more so seeing all of the entrepreneurs who who were successful. And I, I think for the first time, I saw that you could actually do it and not... Yeah. Like it was real. I think that mm-hmm. for me, it was like it real. I realized that it was really real and that people yeah. were actually doing it. And it wasn't... Um, not that I, I, I knew it, but I don't know. It was something tangible about it that kind of touched me. No, I, I definitely appreciate that. It's very validating. It just makes it all real to see a room full of people who are doing it. It kills whatever part of you is trying to say, oh, it's not possible. It'll never work. Well, here now I'm in a room full of people who are doing it. <laughs> like, okay, I think maybe I'm the only hurdle that I need to get over here and let's do this. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. There's something pretty invigorating about you know hundreds of people in the same room celebrating. Now, not everybody's where they want to be yet, obviously, but a lot of people are way ahead of where you are saying, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily all that smart or anybody else, but we're, here we are. This is our reality now. We've built a beautiful business and we love being part of this community. And I love that you formed a mastermind with some friends you met there. We're going to very intentionally be doing some of that at the this year's event. It's such a popular concept. We want to help people make that happen in their own businesses if they don't have that yet. So I'm glad you mentioned that. But I'll stick a link to this year's event. Are you coming back this year? Are you planning to be with us in Ohio? I don't know. Not sure yet if you can? I'm not sure. I Yeah, I don't know. I would love to, but we'll see where where we're at at that point. Sure, sure. See what, where life's taking you, which is part of the story we're going to be getting into here, I think, right? But uh, if you guys come, can come as a way of saying thank you for being on the show today, complimentary journal admission tickets, just reach out, let me know. I want you guys there because you'll be a celebrity at this point. Be like, oh, I remember you, Erica. You were on the podcast. Whoops, sorry, bumped my microphone. Yeah, uh, so just let me know. Reach out, okay? You'll have a lot more hugs and handshakes than just Jessica this time. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I think it was that point where I was like, okay, I'm changing my mindset. I'm committing to the long-term view. I'm I'm focusing on the long-term goal versus the short-term rewards, if you will. Mm-hmm. And and really focusing on building a business that has solid systems, has solid processes and building it to where we could live anywhere in the world. And so that those around that time when I was like, okay, 
I'm going to do this. So I quit my job in October of 2022. <laughs> Again, I'm detecting a pattern. Again. <laughs> and I'm going to shout out Sue Pruitt uh, because after the conference, she, well, her and, and uh, Larry had Larry. a... Mm-hmm a breakout session where they talked about coming home and, mm. and I talked to her after the conference and then I I uh, messaged her or after the conference ended I messaged her and asked if she could spare 30 minutes of her time just to talk to me about my my desire to quit I was very fearful I was terrified really because I had gotten comfortable at my job again and I got comfortable with you know having that paycheck and the health insurance and and so Sue really helped put things into perspective for me and um, I think it's great that the community even though she's not my coach she's still accessible and I could reach out to her and and get some value from her. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. I do that sort of thing all the time too. Uh, just reaching out, getting advice, bouncing things off of folks. The true benefit, I think, of getting into a coaching program is you now feel comfortable. I go, okay, I've jumped into the inner core here. Yeah, reach out to any coach, any leader, anyone you see posting something on the Facebook group. That that invitation's open for anyone, anytime. Uh, we just know that if someone has paid us for coaching, they take what we're doing around here seriously. They've invested in themselves. So we love to pour back into them because we know it's going somewhere. We know they they're not this isn't one of 50 things they're trying to do. It's they're serious. Uh, so yeah, we're we're available. And and it's something else I love about our coaching program too, since we're just going to talk about it for a moment here, Erica, is you know, we've been doing it coming up on 20 years, coming up on 10,000 students served. I hear from students that we served 15 years ago. They'll ping us and like, hey can I get another session with you guys on this topic or that? Or I need some help. I'm kind of stuck here. Absolutely. Let's go. No charge. Let's just spend some time together. Uh, we've, got an, we've got enough bandwidth in our lives and we're confident enough in the stuff we teach that once a coaching student, always a coaching student is a phrase we've said around here for years. And it's true. That's how we operate. Um, yeah. So absolutely take advantage of those opportunities to hang with some of the great leaders. You mentioned Larry and Sue. I know they had a very similar I mean, they really talked and thought long and hard about going full-time into this, which makes them a tremendous asset for someone who's at that same stage. And Because uh, Larry left a pretty good job to go full-time and come home with Sue. And, and no looking back, it's been a long time ago now at this point. But I remember when they were at that stage. Yeah, she put things into perspective for me. It was great. That's fantastic. Yeah, the right people to talk to. Awesome. So the event fired you up. You were afraid, but you made the leap. Quit your job again. How's it been going since then? We're not even a year year out at this point. Right. Yeah. So early early on, um, right after I quit my job, we really focused on, like I was mentioning, building the systems, mm-hmm. um, building a really solid foundation. So we weren't focused on sales, really. I wanted to make sure that we were doing it right this time. And especially with the idea of moving abroad, I wanted to build it to where it could serve our lives in that way. So we've automated spreadsheets. We've built SOPs. uh, We even hired a VA through the Proven Replens VA program. And we went slow in the beginning. So between September, December, we really focused on that. We went really hard in, in in Q4 because we knew we wanted to take advantage of the extra sales. So we we more than doubled our business. I have the numbers here. In October, when I quit my job, I was we were around fifty five hundred dollars in sales, and by December, we ended the month at like eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand dollars in sales. Wow! Yeah, you guys did ramp up fast. So so. Fall of 2022, you quit your job, went all in on this model that you'd become convinced was viable. You had some good conversations, you had a coach, you had your chat with Sue Pruitt, and October $5,500 in sales by December, 18 to 19,000. Now, in case someone's thinking, oh, that was just Christmas, you know, that's just the Christmas rush. How, how'd things look in December of this year, which at this point is just a few months ago? We're here. We are in March of 2023. We're talking about January of 2023 at this point. How did things go for you in the new year? Pretty bad. <laughs> oh well. Hey, let's get it all out there. I'll rephrase that. Sales were great. We grew right. So from oh, okay, well that's good. Uh, January 
we ended at twenty thousand dollars in okay. sales. Yeah, so about the same as December. Right. However, no one tells you about returnuary. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh. Yeah. That happened from Q4. And so we really got slammed. Because uh, <laughs> were you guys doing clothes? Yeah. Clothes are tricky, especially around holidays. <laughs> yeah. What was your return rate? And what'd you end up doing with them? Return rates, I don't know the exact percentage. More I than you wanted. High. Yeah. Hey, sorry for the short interruption, but you're going to love what I have to share with you. Let's talk about seller board. As an Amazon seller, do you know your numbers? Are you tracking your profit and loss by ASIN? Cost of goods sold. How accurate are your numbers? Seller board helps you get extremely accurate. Starting at just $15 per month, you can know when to buy products, when not to buy products, which ones are profitable, which ones aren't, you can really start to dial in your Amazon business. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers and check out the latest fantastic sponsor to this program. So many Amazon sellers in our community are using it. I'm thrilled that they've become a sponsor of this program. Thanks, Seller Board. Go check out their offer, silentgym.com slash numbers. Oh, sure. Yeah. That happened from Q4. And so we really got slammed. Because uh, <laughs> were you guys doing clothes? Yeah. Clothes are tricky, especially around holidays. <laughs> yeah. What was your return rate? And what'd you end up doing with them? Return rates, I don't know the exact percentage. More I, than you wanted. High. Yeah. The good thing is, is that a lot of the returns are resellable. So even though, Absolutely. yeah, even though it wipes us out for the time being, we we end up reselling them anyways. Yeah. If they're good replens, they're going to sell again. Another thing that hurt us or has been hurting us, and maybe you can give me some advice on this, is we we have a really high sales, average sales price. Our average sales price is about $60. Nice. A lot of high ticket items. And so when we get a return, for $100, $200, it just, it wipes us out, um, all our profit out for that day. And so that's been hard. What we've been doing is, well, we're we're no longer going to be sourcing clothing and shoes. We're going to try and focus on sourcing in categories with lower returns. Also, we're going to try and start sourcing items that are not as expensive or not, not as high in, in sales. And so maybe not sell a hundred dollar item, but more $30 items or $20 items. But yeah. Well, you, what you're, what you're starting to notice is the big picture. A, instead of a single day snapshot that you used an interesting phraseology just a moment ago. I want to point out to you, Erica, that it just kind of wipes out that day. Well, any given day doesn't really matter a whole lot. It's a month at a time that you want to look at, right? Or a week at a time as, as, as the most granular you ever look at your business is maybe a week at a time. Because if you're so focused on, oh, look, I just made a sale. I'm excited. Cha-ching, says the app. But like, yay, let's let's go to a nice lunch. And then, oh, we just got a refund for $300 on something we sold two weeks ago. Cancel the lunch plans. Like you can't live your life that way. You've got to take a bigger picture view. So going into it, like if, you know, if you were a retailer, one of the things they would tell you like, okay, you're going to open this store. You're going to have an 8%, depending on what part of the city you set up your store in and, and what kind of demographic you're serving, you're going to have a, either an 8% shoplifting rate, or maybe up to a 15% shoplifting rate. Like that's just built into the model, right? Like, you know, you, you set up in a touristy area, you're going to see stuff getting broke, your store is going to be a little dirtier and, you know, it's going to be harder to maintain different parts of town, different kinds of products that you sell. Those things are known, industry averages. So with shoes and clothes, you're going to get X percent of returns. It's going to happen. So the day where you sold a thousand dollars worth of stuff, well, really you only sold $800 worth of stuff because we're going to have some returns. And I don't know exactly what those ratios are off the top of my head, industry averages, but you just got to factor that in. And is it still profitable? And if so, you continue to do it. And you don't look at any given sale or any given return as killing or boosting any given day. You've got to look at the big picture numbers as a business owner. That's one of the lessons you'll learn as an entrepreneur over time. 
it'll get pounded into you over time is the video, the movie of a month matters more than the snapshot of time of, oh, look, big sale. I'm happy right now. Uh, because you're just on a roller coaster if you do it. And it's hard not to. It's hard not to refresh your app and celebrate a good sales day. But really, in the big picture of things, that it's not that significant. A single good day or a single bad day, It's you got to keep the big picture in mind to drive that point home. So yeah, there's category. The highest return rate categories are shoes and clothes, especially in gift giving season, Christmas, right? Because people will buy stuff for each other and then here it comes back. But the good news is it's not a true full return. Like you just said, you can flip it. We've got a service in our community that I'm, you guys have probably heard of at this point, Erica, I'm guessing, but at silentgym.com, I'm making myself a note, silentgym.com slash returns you can have your returns sent there and they'll put that stuff on eBay for you. So a lot of our international traveling students, people who don't want stuff stacking up on their front porch, they'll say, hey, just send it to those guys. They'll sell on eBay, split whatever money we make. So that $100 pair of shoes that you got back, okay, we didn't get the full sale, but we can still sell it a couple months from now for 60 bucks on eBay and, and get some cash out of it. At least get our investment back that way without having to mess with it. So there's creative things you can start to do. But... In general, yes, people do tend to get most frustrated about returns in the two categories that it sounds like you guys were focused on. There's some great replans. There's some great inventory in there. It's very profitable, but you got to have a plan for your returns. And you don't want to celebrate too soon if you're in one of those categories. You celebrate 60 days after. <laughs> Once you know how it shook out is when you know your numbers. It, so I don't know how much of that's helpful to you, Erica, but uh, you just, you've got to reduce business down to numbers as best you can and remove emotion as best you can while you're analyzing what you're really looking at, rather than letting returns get you down and chase you out of a category that actually was quite profitable. If you can manage the the emotional roller coaster of it, does that make sense as I, as I lay it out that way? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's that's very helpful because I think I was getting emotional about it and just like, oh, this, this stinks. <laughs> and mm -hmm just not wanting to deal with it at all, but... Reduce it to a number. It may or may not make sense. Right. Try to reduce it all to a number, if possible. <laughs> you know, the, the, the fr frustrating part about returns is sometimes people will send you like used pair of shoes when you know they kept the new ones and sent you and like, what's wrong with people? Like that part is hard to reduce to a number. It's just like, are you kidding me? What's wrong with some humans? Uh, so that, that can be very frustrating. But do your best, like I said, reduce it to a number and make math-based decisions. But I can tell you, I know a good number of people who used to be far more excited about clothing and shoes than they are now. And they've drifted into other categories. But there's plenty of people who are cleaning up behind them, doing great, and flipping those returns on eBay or figuring out another way to sell it as used on Amazon or whatever. But uh, yeah, keep finding more replens. That's the solution every time. Keep finding more replens, right? Yeah, and luckily we weren't we're not 100% in clothing and shoes and so we sell pretty heavy in in makeup and beauty and other categories so we have other things we Selling can grocery some? Actually, well, no, but I actually last week so I we got a prep center and so I haven't done any RA in a long time, but right. last week I got the itch to <laughs> go do some RA. So I went to Walmart <laughs> and I, it was kind of nostalgic for me to to pack my own thing and, you know. Yeah. The good replens are still there, aren't they? Even at a Walmart, they're just everywhere yeah. once you know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was this a new replen for you or did you go back to one that used to work and it was still cooking? Both. A little bit of both. We found yeah. I found some that Asins I had sold when we first started back in 2020, 2021 and new ones as well. So Yeah. Yeah. And these are common, easily recognized products. You're just selling them against underserved listings, not obvious listings where everyone else is, but slightly, I'm guessing, possibly, you know, buried a little behind the scene type, you know, page two, page three, ASINs on Amazon. That's where all the magic is with this business model. That's why, for the listener's sake, I know you know this, Erica, but the magic of this model isn't finding great products, it's finding underserved listings where you can get in there alongside other sellers and sell a few a month very profitably of products that may be very popular on other listings, but on some listings are a little off the radar, a little behind the scenes, and you jump in there, there's opportunity. Even in the most shopped 
walk-in brick and mortar retail store in the world, Walmart, there's tons of stuff everywhere. You just got to learn how to find the good ASINs versus finding good products. And we talk about that all the time on this show. So I won't go any further on that. But yeah, where else do you want to go? You said you had kind of a rough January, which is just a couple months ago because of all the returns. Are you guys sorting through that still? Or do you feel like you've kind of got that tamped down? Yeah, so we're sorting through that still. Another thing that really hurt us was, so I had alluded to uh, our my repricer mishap. We're mm-hmm. still dealing with, like, I we're just still dealing with some inventory that I'm, I'm still selling through at a loss. So that kind of hurts a little bit too, but we're, we're nearing the end of those. But honestly, I, I'm really looking forward to the future. I... I think that the future looks bright and oh, it definitely uh, does. we're really focused on sourcing just better prof- products that are in those categories with lower re- returns and just staying positive. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Keep learning, staying positive. And this branches off into so many other opportunities and I'm not sure how much you want to share with this, although I'd love to hear as much as you're comfortable sharing about what your plans are now. You said you had the dream to travel and and you know talk us through that a little bit. Yeah. So we when we decided like let's maybe think about what it would look like to move abroad, we put those plans in place. And we're it just it feels like it's happening really fast, but even though we've been talking about it for a couple of years. In May of this year, 2023, my husband and I and our cat and our dog will be going to Mexico. Um, We're going to be moving there full time. And we're really, really excited. That's amazing. Wow. We're we're so excited. We're going to leverage the uh, lower cost of living. So doing some geographical arbitrage. (laughs) And... But continue to focus on growing our business and learning. That's tremendous. Yeah. I mean, we we said, and you're taking it very seriously. You, as long as you've got internet, you can do this business from anywhere. That's mm-hmm. why we have students all over the world doing this, buying and selling primarily in the United States from anywhere in the world. And you guys are taking it serious and making the leap. That's tremendous. What what area are you going to live in? Tell us a little bit about why it's appealing to you and, and what your plans are. So we're moving to Merida, Mexico, which is about three or four hours west. Uh, yeah, west of Cancun. It's so if you think of uh, Louisiana, it's directly south of Louisiana um, across, okay. and it's thirty minutes from the Gulf. So I've never lived that close to a large body of water like that. So I'm looking forward to that. The weather is beautiful. It's hot all year round. I'm originally from Buffalo, New York, where we get like eight feet of snow. (laughs) Yeah, you're ready to leave that part of your life behind, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to living in a hot place. I mean, I live in Georgia now, so it's it's hot, but I'm looking forward to just having that kind of weather. And the people there are so nice and the culture is so great. So that's incredible. Any any prospects so far of finding inventory that you can maybe send back to the states? Is that part of your plan as well? That that was a thought that crossed our mind. We're thinking of primary, so yeah, we're thinking of doing maybe a little bit of RA there, and potentially even sending it to a Mexican fulfillment center, and then also sending like buying things in Mexico and sending it to the United States. Um, there's so many opportunities. There's also so many expats that live there. Oh, for sure. Looking for American products um, mm-hmm. in in Mexico, and so even that like opportunity is really big. And so it's really helpful that I have a prep center as well. So I can, we can continue to kind of build and leverage our prep center. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. For those who don't know what a prep center is, it's a necessary piece of this whole story because you got someone else managing your inventory for you, basically. So all of our international students use prep centers. They get online, they shop on websites, they have their stuff sent to a US-based prep center. Prep Center sends it into Amazon for them. That's the way the process works. PrepCenterNetwork.com is the website that you'll need. I'll stick that in the show notes as well. I'm making myself a note so people can go look at that. It's a free service we provide to our listeners of all the known Prep Centers. If you know of one that's not on there, let us know. If you know of some Mexican Prep Centers, Erica, that you start working with, let us know. We'll stick them on there. 
get them into that prep center network. But it sounds like you've got a, a, a bright future, a solid plan. You've built some tremendous relationships and you sound pretty confident about the plan you guys have. And now I kind of know why you're not sure about being at the event in July, because just a 60 days or so before that, you'll be making a pretty big move. Although it's not a big deal to get back and forth from the Mexico to the United States. It's just not, uh, it's pretty easy back and forth. And I don't think, do you even need a passport? You do. It's safe. Better if you do. Right. For sure. But yeah, it's uh, as an American traveling back and forth, all you need is a passport and get back and forth as much as you want. So yeah, I was telling you, be safe before we started the recording today, but it sounds like you guys are going to a really safe, great area with, like you said, a lot of uh, expats, a lot of people, you know, former Americans uh, moving down that way and people from all over the world taking advantage of the differences in the economy. You know, the US dollar goes very far there. It's a huge opportunity. Yeah, what's your kind of goal for the for monthly sales? Like, what are you what are you looking at for twenty twenty three to like? Let's move forward in time, maybe six months from now. What would you guys be looking at realistically as your monthly goal for your business, uh, without ever seeing or touching your own products, which is pretty amazing? What what are you guys looking at? So my my goal for my goal for by May, I. So right now we're at $25,000 a month in sales. My goal Oh, for- wow. Okay, good. I hadn't heard that yet. That was just last month, February, 2023. You guys did 25K. Excellent. Do you happen to know your net margin on that? Oh, sure. I have it written down here. So- awesome. Just to be thorough. And um, I will preface this also by saying that this includes everything. We use seller boards, so we know that everything's accurate. Mm-hmm. And this includes all of our high returns, purging of the old inventory. So it's not as high as on average, you know, it's not as high as it usually is. But with all of the ugly included, (laughs) um, we ended up at about 8% margin, 13% ROI. So it's not great, but we we understand why and we have a plan turning that around. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's still very manageable, a very profitable platform for you to build on for sure and make your dreams come true. You know, it's just the two of you guys and, you know, a couple critters, no kids in the picture yet, flexible lifestyle, go somewhere where the cost of living is lower. Sounds like an incredible adventure. And it's going to be all fueled by a business that fits in your pocket. <laughs> that's scaling beautifully. Yeah. You guys are on to a, something pretty special. It sounds like to me, I can't wait to see where it goes. And I think you're just going to continue to grow from here. You've learned a lot of the hard lessons. Um, so Absolutely. I, I'm excited to see where the opportunities in Mexico start to come into up, like, you know, being their geographical arbitrage, you call it geographic arbitrage. I love that concept of if we weren't in Mexico, we wouldn't have access to these opportunities. But now that we're here, let's figure this out. You know, let's get some stuff into the Mexican Amazon market, maybe that isn't there yet that needs to be for the expats, like you said, or, or maybe vice versa, some of the Mexican products up into the US. And it doesn't have to all be on Amazon either. You're going to find plenty of people down there like, hey, yeah, I know nothing about the internet. Can you help our business? We'll gladly pay you to help get our business established. You know, Get us established in the US market, for example. Help us get set up on amazon.com US. They'll pay you up front and, and, and be excited to have you help them on that journey, right? Mm-hmm. So the opportunities are all, it's all going to be relational. You know, meeting people is what I encourage you to do. Just meet a lot of people. Talk to them about their business. Anybody with a product for sale, You've got something to offer them of value. Yeah. What's your husband's name? I hadn't even caught that yet. Yeah, his name is Taylor. Taylor. Great. Taylor and Erica heading to Mexico. I love it. What a great story. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, what else do you want to talk about today? Anything else on your mind? Um, And I wouldn't mind getting some tips from you too, if you got anything else that you want to share with the listeners, but you know, the, the ball's in your court. What else do you want to hit here? I think one thing that I struggled with early on and I want to share with others is I used to compare myself to other sellers mm. um, a lot. And then it was just, it would just make me depressed because I would see like, oh, these people are doing better than me. Jim Rohn has a quote, uh, don't wish it were easier, wish you were better. Oh, I and love that. Yeah. I, I love listening to him. I do too. But I realized that there's always going to be someone doing better than me. There's always going to be someone doing worse than me. Um, I just need to focus on improving my skills, getting better at the journey in front of me rather than focusing on what other people are doing because everyone is in their own lane. And 
like Sally's journey is different than my journey because she needs to learn the lessons that she needs to learn. Yeah. I need to learn the lessons that I need to learn. So I need to focus on not comparing myself and just focus on growing and focus on getting better. And so comparing really... I love that. One of the dangers, I think, of focusing on others who are more successful than you and being discouraged by it, so you decide to block them out almost, is you forfeit the opportunity to be inspired by them and to learn from them. And so instead of resenting their success and thinking, oh, you know, they must have gotten some kind of lucky break somewhere, you know, it's, it, there's, you know, there's got to be something behind it or just saying, you know what, it just discourages me when I see other people succeed beyond me. I just feel, I feel deflated. You, you got to address that because those are some, some pretty interesting people to hang out with, <laughs> some pretty good people that can help you learn some lessons without running into brick walls. It's like, hey, you know what, pump the brakes here. Let's try this instead. I was right where you are a couple of years ago and I already learned this lesson. So you don't have to learn it the hard way. That that's really what you say when you when you reject people out of your life who are more successful than you, is you're basically saying, I want to learn every lesson the hard way. <laughs> like, really? Okay. Well, that's your choice. Uh, but oh, I love that. That's a great tip. Uh, you know, you are in control of your own journey. Uh, something else Jim Rohn says, another one of my favorites going off that theme of quoting Jim Rohn today, but he says, uh, set out to be a millionaire, not so you can have a million dollars, although that's nice, but so you can be the kind of person who's capable of making a million dollars because that's a journey. That's an incredible journey that will challenge you. I love that. It's not about how many commas and zeros are in the bank at the end of the day. It's about the kind of person you become making something like that happen the skills you pick up and the people you meet and the relationships and the value you provide to the world. Yeah, a very valuable journey for sure. And Love it. piggyback off of that, which kind of goes into my next my next tip, is to become the type of person who can have that kind of business or to become the type of person who has a seven-figure Amazon business, you have to be okay with failing. Mm-hmm. And we talked about failing early on um, in the interview, but I wanted to kind of come back to it because Failure has been such a huge part of my journey. And I've kind of had to learn how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because I know that's where the most growth happens and failing is part of that. And and so in the moment, you're going to think that the world is ending, but really the the most successful person has had the most failures. And um, Oh, that's so brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Refusing to fail is you're quitting. I don't want to fail. You know, you've just basically quit. Yeah. You've decided to lead a very small life, especially the age we live in with the internet. You can fail constantly in small ways that don't ultimately hurt you well that much at all, but you're on the journey of learning some incredible lessons. Well said. Yeah, I love that theme. You've, you've definitely got the heart and the determination and the mindset. Uh, you've learned the hard lessons. I can't wait to see where you guys are six months or a year from now. I really hope you figure out a way to get back from Mexico to make it to Ohio. I would love to see you guys again. You guys will be celebrities. Everyone want to hear about your first couple months of your Mexican adventure. If you guys can make it back, please do take me up on that. Uh, we're, we're, that we're even thinking about maybe starting a YouTube channel just to document our journey and just so people can keep tabs on us. Yes. We're not sure yet, but <laughs> we might. No. You absolutely should. There's no possible reason I could think of or that we could brainstorm why you shouldn't do something like that. Create content, share your journey. Even if it only inspires, let's say over the next couple of years, five or 10 people. That's five or 10 people that have been truly inspired by your story. Like, yeah, that's worth having done, but it will monetize for you in some ways. You can become an affiliate you know, for our proven Amazon course, even this is the course that we pay every month. We pay a good number of people to refer us new students into this community. So if nothing else, just it'll monetize it that way, but there'll be all kinds of other opportunities that come from that. Yeah. You really need to do that. Well, definitely. Then I'll, I'll give it a, we'll probably will. (laughs) Yeah. Don't overthink it. Just capture little moments and maybe get a virtual assistant to do some editing. It's amazing what someone for four or five bucks an hour in the Philippines can accomplish for you. Just give them some raw footage and say, hey, make this look awesome. Clean it up. You'll be blown away. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, any other tips or questions for me? Anything we didn't hit today? I do need to wrap up here pretty soon. I've got about maybe five more minutes max before I need to roll. But uh, what else is on your mind, if anything? 
Really? I mean, not. I feel like we touched on everything. I guess the only other thing would just be going back to the repricing. Just make sure you know your repricers. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's uh, a great tip. Don't try to implement it too soon. And once you do, make sure you know what you're doing. Get some yeah. good training. Yeah, but... Uh, no, really, I just I want to say thank you as well for having me on the podcast. I listened to many, many, many hours of your show, and I always wanted to be on the podcast. And and so for me, it's kind of like a bucket list. It was a bucket list item. And <laughs> I'm really happy that I was able to come on here and kind of share my journey. Well, I'm so glad you did. And it's such an honor for me. Uh, yeah, we just passed 600 episodes. As we're recording this today, we we dropped our 600th episode, which just blows my mind. Where did I find the time to do that? I don't know, but here we are. And uh, I've met so many amazing people, yourself included. The stories inspire me. And I can tell you this as a guy who's heard at this point hundreds of success stories from this community. It never gets old. It just never gets old hearing the real stories, people who are doing it. And they come back and they're thanking people on our team and this community and the relationships they've built. It's like this ripple effect from a tiny pebble that was dropped, you know, years ago. And the ripples are still just continuing out. Uh, so it's truly a pleasure for me as well, Erica, to get to know you and tell Taylor I said hey as well. Thank you, thank him for loaning you to us here for a little while and, and doing this show. Hope to see you guys in Ohio if you can make it. But um, otherwise, this has been a great episode. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a moment and then we will call it a day. Thanks for hanging out with Erica and I. I really hope you enjoyed it at least half as much as I did because I had a total blast today. I have a feeling you did. Erica dropped some really good golden nuggets on us today. I want to remind you that all the links we talked about or resources that were mentioned today, there's a link to all of it in the show notes. You can get over to silentgym.com, find this episode, and just scroll to the bottom. You'll see all the links. So you don't have to scribble anything down. But do plan to join, hopefully, Erica and Taylor in and when they say travel from Mexico back up to Ohio in July. That'd be great to come see all of us. We're not sure if they'll be there, but there's going to be hundreds of us from this community. The Proven Conference 